Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process. I'm your host, Lisa Leitner, and I am the owner of the blog, adayinourshoes.com, as well as the accompanying Facebook page and Facebook group, which has a tremendous amount of resources for parents navigating the IEP process. Um, I also publish a an IEP planner and that's available on a day in our shoes.com if you go to the home page on the front it says store um, and you'll see all the great things in there that I've created and that I sell to help you navigate the IEP process um, today I want to talk about getting to yes because I do believe that our schools are just in a culture of no and it's exhausting and it's frustrating and you just get tired of hearing no all the time. Um, I was thinking of this because I'm a work-at-home mom. I'm home, you know, most days. My husband works out of the home. And we just had a situation the other day. It was yesterday, actually. And the kids did something. One of the kids did something. And I just... It was... I want to say six or six or seven o'clock at night, and you know how that goes when you're just tired. I've had a long day with meetings, and I just kind of blocked it out. It was something that he shouldn't have been doing, and I just blocked it out and let it go. And my husband said, "Oh, you need to tell him not to do that." When he walked into the room and saw what was transpiring, you need to tell him no. And I kind of lost my shit, if you don't mind me saying that. And I was just like, you know what? I did say no. I've said no about 900 times today, and I'm done. I'm done with saying no. I'm just exhausted. I just want this day to be over. So he, of course, quickly apologized and whatever. Um, but it got me thinking to, you know, saying, hearing no all the time is exhausting, but also saying no all the time is exhausting. And this is kind of made me rethink how I'm going to approach things with IEP teams as an advocate. Um, because I think they want to say yes. In fact, I know a lot of them want to say yes because I've been approached by enough teachers. I've had enough um, whispers in the hallway. I've had enough school staff kind of approach me quietly on the down low and say, you know, thank you for coming. I'm so glad, you know, you came. You can say the things I wish I could say, but I can't. Um, so they want to, you know, teachers really do have your child's best interests at heart. Of course, there's always going to be some rotten apples. Um, but think of it this way. You know, you go to college and we're we're well aware of what it takes nowadays to go to college and the student debt crisis but most states require that the, the teacher work toward and, and achieve a master's degree so you go into college as a young bright-eyed you know 18 year old something and you want to be a teacher and you want to help disabled kids so you, you go to teaching and you get your degree and you get your certification you go on you get your master's you get your CEUs and then you get into a school and you're hired and you're not given the resources to do your job. 
I mean, it's kind of like hiring a janitor or a cleaning person. And there's no shame in that. I'm not picking on anyone. Um, but you hire this cleaning person and the cleaning person goes to the, the supply closet and there's like a roll of paper towels that has two left on it and a bottle of cleaner that is almost empty so you fill it with water to kind of dilute it and make it last longer and a broom that you know the bristles are falling out of the broom when you try to use it the vacuum cleaner you have to hold the cord a certain way otherwise it shorts out right i mean you get my you get my point here is that this is and this is pretty much exactly what schools and teachers are dealing with right now they don't have the resources to give our kids what they need and so they just get trapped in this rut of saying no all the time because that's the only control point that they have um asking money from your local school board or the state or the federal government first of all that's only going to happen maybe once a year anyway at budget time you're going to know what you're getting for the following year um but it doesn't really work that way as far as school administrators saying to states like, hey, this is what we need. Can we get it? It just works the other way. It, it's unfortunate, but it works that where legislators say, OK, here's your budget. Here's the money you're getting this year, you know, like it or lump it. And you have to accept what they take or, you know, the process is just so slow. Um, school districts just have so little recourse if the state cuts our funding i mean what do we have yeah we can protest and we can organize voters but by the time you know a new state senator or state rep is voted in i mean that issue is so long gone and people forget so anyway so teachers get into this job and they're they they got into the profession mostly for noble reasons because that's what because they're good people and then you're not given the resources to do your job so your only point of controlling this is to say no to parents and that's where we are. That's where we're in this culture of no. And I know many school districts that I work with in this area, it is a very strong culture of no. And that they just keep saying no until they've essentially backed you into a corner. And you're either going to let it go or you're going to file for mediation or due process. So that's taken me five or seven minutes to explain no. But how do we get to yes? Okay, first thing is, as always, it's about your paper trail. It's about the data that you have. But I think if you give schools a reason to say yes and the ability to say yes, I think you're going to get more yeses. I think that they want to have a reason to say yes. They've just been so trained and beaten down into saying no all the time. I think it's just almost reactionary now that anytime you ask for something on the IEP, it's just going to be a no. Um, and this, and I, and it's the culture in many districts and that's fine. You can text me or not text me. You can email me or whatever and say, that's not like that in my district. Great. I'm glad it's not, but you are the exception. And I know this because I wouldn't have half a million people turning into my, tuning into my blog month after month and, um, 
we are now up to, I think, two or 300 parents a day taking action in my Facebook group. Okay, so we wouldn't have 300 parents a day posting issues on Facebook if this wasn't a crisis. It's not just, you know, the Facebook group is up to 33,000, I think. The page is up to 41,000. Um, that means there's a crisis. I get it. We're a large country of 300 plus million people, and I don't know how many million school kids, but... I've seen enough evidence from pretty much every state in the country to know that this is a crisis. It's not just an isolated incident. It's happening again and again in districts all across this nation that parents are just told no, no matter what they ask. No, no, no. Oh, now my phone's ringing. I should have turned off my... There we go. Um, so it's, it is. It's not just me making this up. It's not me crying wolf or... You know, trying to bat, and I'm not trying to badmouth teachers in schools. It's just you just get into situations and the blinders are on, and you're just trying to get through day to day. Because I know our kids have behaviors. I get that. I really do. Trust me, I live with it. Um, and I can only imagine what it's like to try to be to be trying to fix these behaviors and not have the resources to do so. And furthermore, you know, I have a neurotypical child who has, uh, he's in, 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 he's currently in and has been in inclusion classrooms with disabled kids mixed in. And I get it. They're disruptive. Really. I hear the stories. Um, and, and I can certainly read into more of what my, my younger child says about these stories. Cause, because I work in the field, I get it that it's hard to do. Um, but we have to have better solutions from the school districts other than just saying no all the time because that's not helping things. When you ask for help or a parent asks for help for behaviors and they're told no, I don't, I really don't understand how that helps the behaviors because it doesn't. Um, it fixes maybe your, your money problem for the time being. Um, but it's really just kicking the can down the road. I had, I have teacher friends and I have one friend who works in elementary school and their district was flat out told, and I'm not allowed to say, I mean, I'm certainly not going to say who and, and um, what school district and all that, but they were flat out told in a faculty meeting to stop recommending kids for IEP evaluations because they were flat out told evaluations are expensive and we can't just be evaluating all these kids all the time. RTI them. RTI them. And I mean, that's where we are. And if you look at IDEA, it specifically says that teachers can and should recommend kids for IEP evaluations if they suspect a need. But now this district has been flat out told to not do that. It's the culture of no. Okay, if the parent asks, say no and RTI them. So give your team a reason to say yes. Have the data. Have your paper trail. Have solutions and have reasonable and workable solutions that can be implemented because another 
issue is that teachers are stressed out. They have so much to do in a day. And, and you know what? I'm tired of people bashing on t- teachers with, well, they get the summers off. You know what? Give me a break. Um, it's one of the most important jobs in this country, and we need to stop shitting all over them and reminding them how many days off they get. That's, it's enough of that. Um, let's help them get to yes. Because they want to say yes. I know they do. But if you don't have the data and you don't bring them the data and the paper documentation that they need to to give you that yes, you're not going to get it. Give them a reason. They want to help you and they don't want necessarily more put on their plate. So make sure it's well described and defined that whatever you're offering isn't necessarily going to be more work for everybody because that's what stresses them out too. They don't have time to do one more thing in the course of a day. I've been homeroom mom for my non-disabled child's classroom for, he's in fourth grade, and I think I've done it every year except one. So I'm in his classroom a lot. I see what goes on. Okay, she's not loafing. None of them are. They're hardworking people, and they want to tell you yes. They just need to have reason to say yes. And that reason might be mediation. I once went to mediation with a client over something that was so small. It was like a $1,500 item. And they kept saying no and kept saying no. We had the data that this is what the child needed. Really went to mediation over it. And, it, and the mediation was less than an hour. And everything that we presented was like not any different than anything we had presented in the various meetings. But it was just a matter of the district needed to say to the, the, the administrators and staff in the district needed to be able to say to the school board, well, they took us to mediation because they've just been trained to say no. You have to say no until you got to say yes. So if you want to get to yes, give them a reason. Make it positive, make it collaborative, make it solution-oriented, and have your data that this is what your child needs. And I think you'll get there. If you need more IEP information, check me out on adayinourshoes.com. Thank you.
Wait.